Skybox on 90.7 The Capstone. I'm Mark Mayfield and with me are the wonderful co-hosts Meredith Cummings and Andrew Deere and we've got a wonderful special guest today who's been on this show a couple of times in past years, Mayor Walt Maddox of Tuscaloosa, uh, Tuscaloosa Mayor Walt Maddox and, uh, and Mayor it's great to have you in uh, the studio with us today. Thanks hey, for being here. It's good to be in here. I'm always one election for poverty so I need to be you know, working on other <laughs> skills so thank you for having me. Well, and I think uh, uh, some of our listeners already know this, but you were a four-year letterman at UAB. You know your football, and you come in sometimes with a lock games. that usually works out for us. Uh, so, uh, you know, we're not sure about people who know uh, more than we do. This about every guest we have. But <laughs> the mayor, Their especially. Their records are better than ours. Yeah, right? uh, because we'll, he, we'll uh, see what happens. He knows his football. He played it, and uh, a great supporter of the UAB program and a great supporter of the University of Alabama's program. And, uh, again, great to have you here with us. Mayor, I wanted to first mention the tragedy in Tuscaloosa this week with the death of Officer Donnell Cassette. Uh, Officer Cassette, obviously a hero in this city. As you so eloquently put it the other day, these officers put their lives on the line for us every day as citizens so that we can go home and be safe at night with our families. And so today, at the beginning of the show, we absolutely want to remember uh, Officer Cassette and his family. It has been a very sad week for our city because Officer Cassette was a hero. And too oftentimes in life, we don't realize heroes until something like this happens. And when we think about, I, I, I believe that God's greatest gift to us is free will. And with that comes the ability to make choices. And when you think about the, the final choice he made in life was to serve justice and to serve our city. Um, he is certainly a hero that's worth recognizing, and I must say, uh, for the university on Wednesday night, uh, to do what they did for Bryant-Denny Stadium, as I started watching the pictures come in from it, um, it really moved me. Uh, it reminded me we're not alone. None of us are alone, and I really appreciate what this university has done, and I appreciate the way the community has rallied around the Cousette family. Yeah, it's been wonderful to see. Um, yeah, the the lights at the university, I think uh, officers and their families were invited out onto uh, the Bryant-Denny Field. The, uh, the blue light, it was just wonderful. And the Crimson White today has its cover on the, on last night, on, or Wednesday night, and uh, I think it's just wonderful what the UA's done. And uh, sort of great uh, for us in terms of this this connection between the university and Tuscaloosa and the city and you've always uh, built that up and and how much you've done for the university how much the university's done for Tuscaloosa and it's uh, and this is when it really shows doesn't it it does and um, I think too oftentimes especially in a post Baltimore and Ferguson environment uh, we have for whatever reason uh, minimized the contribution of police officers to our community uh, but they are that thin blue line and the sacrifices that they make, that their families make um, to protect us all are, are um, astonishing. In Tuscaloosa this month, we'll have 12,000, TPD will have 12,000 interactions with the public. Wow. The vast, wow. vast majority are going to be positive and they're going to be, and they're going to make a difference. Um, we shouldn't let obscure cases, um, whether it's here or throughout the country, put a shadow among those heroes that we have wearing the uniform of the Tuscaloosa Police Department and all law enforcement. And so I believe that um, when, when someone makes a sacrifice this great, as Officer Cousset has, 
Now we have a choice. We've got to do something with this. I've got to do something with it. We all do. We've got to make our community safer, um, and we can all play a role in that. Um, we've got to do something out of this tragedy that creates positive results. And so I appreciate you giving me a few moments to talk about Officer Cousette because you know his shift may have ended, but his legacy can last forever if we do something with it. And I feel positive Tuscaloosa will. We always do. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. And you know, it's it's um, uh, it's it's the transition in our show talking about football and all that. But when you know, but but when uh, we're talking about life and death, it's a serious matter. And I think uh, the city has uh, come together. You know, this yeah. week, and I think that's been a great thing for our city. And uh, uh, and the fact that that event was held at Bryant Denny Stadium on Wednesday night said uh, really everything. So anyhow, I, we know your job is tough enough. Uh, and we know the police force has a job that's tough enough, and so we really, we really appreciate all you do for the campus here. We all work here at UA, and uh, uh, we just want you to know that. Thanks for everything you do for this well, university and for the city. Well, thank you, and I'll add this little this caveat. Football plays an important role, obviously, in our community. I remember how football helped us get through the emotional part of April 27th. Right. I think having a football game on Saturday will help all of us get through this emotional part. It, never, it will never bring one soul back, but at least for a few hours, we get to celebrate a commonality. In this case, is the University of Alabama. Yeah. I'm glad you said that because I feel like it's difficult to segue from that into football, but yes. it is a nice um, sort of respite from the things of the world, the heavy, all of the heavy things of the world. It's nice to be able to just root for our team and... Watch it Mark is. watch the balls burn down. That's right. I love watching <laughs> balls. I'm a, I'm a big fan of BallNation.com. I don't know if you're. I just go there to see the, all the angst. To tell right. the truth, but uh, <laughs> as we've said before, if it were us a few years ago with what Bam. It, it, you know, it, we'd be just as obnoxious. So. I don't want Alabama to go down to that road. But yeah. if they did, the message boards would be out of control. No, it, there's no question. I, for the first time in my – I'm almost 47 years old. When I watched the BYU-Tennessee game for the first time in my entire life, I felt sorry for the Tennessee It was tough, wasn't it? It's that bad, isn't it? It was like, what is – what is this thing I'm feeling inside? Uh, yeah. I, don't like I feel it. sorry for them. <laughs> I don't know what this is. Um, all right, so looking at the games today, uh, what what games are, are y'all excited about? What were you excited UAB about? UAB South Alabama. Of course, yeah. of I mean, who, who <laughs> we knew, else? We knew we'd be talking about that. Uh, the game, in, yeah, in Birmingham, uh, you know, today. And, and I, you know, it, this will get lost when we. I think as Alabama fans, we see everything through the prism of the SEC. Right. Um, mm-hmm. But UAB had forty-four thousand for their first home game. Um, that's larger than Vanderbilt. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't think that, um, you know, UAB is never going to be that SEC level because, I mean, it's in a different conference and it's a different world. But UAB can find its niche in a G5, which I think mm-hmm. is really, really good for our state because um, most kids are not going to grow up and play football at Alabama or any SEC school. But it gave a kid like me the opportunity to be successful. And I like the idea of a South Alabama or a Troy, UAB, mm-hmm. You know, having a competitive way that helps young people, young men, be able to play football and earn an education. So I think that's going to be a great game. Um, South Alabama got hammered last week. They've really struggled, hadn't they? They have. You know, they came off playing Nebraska well. Mm -hmm. They did. Mm -hmm. Um, So I expected a lot more. I think they'll be back this week. There's no way they won't. um, UAB won't get their best game. This is a fun, fun in-state rivalry game. I think that gets lost between the Sun Belt and Conference USA. Those two conferences, I think. 
kind of rival each other in a lot of ways. And so yeah. this being in-state, I think, might get lost in Good for the state. You know, that storyline, I guess. Um, I think it's going to be a tight ball. I, watching South play Nebraska, I thought they did very well. A little worried, huh? <laughs> yeah, and so I, I expect that to be a down-to-the-wire game. UAB has so many new players. Um, they, were, they lost over 30 seniors last wow. year. Um, it's basically a brand new team. They're talented, but they're not um, seasoned. Right. Yeah. My high school is right down the street from UAB, where I went to high school, at Ramsey High School. Oh, and yeah, I um, have always been a lifelong UAB fan. And then I think it was last week I picked, against, I picked against them, I think, and I still feel you guilty about that. You picked the Akron that. Zips? I did. I did. Mm. I was completely <laughs> wrong, 100%. That was one of my very bad picks. After, but, after the know, way they played against Alabama State, I think it was a logical choice, I really actually. just wanted to say the word Zips, that's all. You know. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know I'm a West Kentucky guy. I went, I'm a Hilltopper, so I can't I can't root for UAB. Okay. I, oh. I, 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 I want uh-huh. I'll root against I root for them when they play everyone besides WK. I played a couple of times oh, yeah. at Western. Did Kentucky. you really? Yeah, we played with and and I'll, quick story. We yeah. got just a time. Um, We've got all the time for the WK. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, yeah. There we go. All right, we were playing Western Kentucky and um, they scored a touchdown and and I was on the goal line defense. So I'm jogging back to the sideline. All of a sudden. This cannon goes off, and yep. no one had told us about this yep. cannon. And I mean, we all, all our players hit the deck. I guess we thought it was gunfire. Yep. Um, no one had told us about that that cannon, and so um, I will never forget that as long as I live. I'm still a little bit shaken. I, I, I have I, yes, I also have <laughs> memories of that cannon being really scared as a little kid going to games and not being prepared for it. I'm so, a little scared yeah. of that. Is it a red blob or something? It's bigger. Yeah, he's the best mascot. It okay. <laughs> looks like he should be the mascot for <laughs> right. the CDC. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. He gets a tough rap, but that's okay. He does get, especially on this show, he gets a tough rap. This is kind of a, you know, yeah. uh, The red blob. Yeah. Um, well, I'm looking forward to that game, too, and uh, many others around the uh, country today. It's going to be a great day, and I think maybe our heat has broken, so we can enjoy a little almost fall weather. I won't go as far as say fall. But we're going to take a short break, and we'll be right back with Mayor Walt Maddox. You're listening to 90.7, the Skybox on the Capstone, 90.7. Hi, this is Eli Gold, the voice of the Crimson Tide, and I love 90.7, the Capstone. the Capstone in the Skybox. It's a pleasure to have Tuscaloosa Mayor Walt Maddox with us today. Uh, Mayor, before we get into some college football picks, let's talk about what's going on in the city of Tuscaloosa. I want to make a a really bad construction zone joke and ask you if it took you a while to get here, but I'm sure you've heard all of them at this point. And I have to say, I have to say I am on the opposite side from most people who complain about the construction. I think it's, I'm not just saying this because you're here, uh, anyone who knows me will know that I say this all the time. I think it's been great to see the city growing and uh, making it better, for sure. Well, and I appreciate you saying that. And I certainly understand that people, in the way they feel, I get stuck in traffic, was stuck in traffic um, the other morning. So I, <laughs> I, I understand why people feel that way. But if you don't have the necessary infrastructure, just not road, but water, sewer, stormwater, fiber, uh, to meet the needs of your community, you're not going to grow. And Tuscaloosa has grown by 24,000 people over the last 14 years. That's oh, that's yeah. that's larger than 95% of Alabama cities. Wow. We have to have the infrastructure to sustain and grow again. 
And so I know it's hard. I know it's difficult, especially the Lorleen Wallace Boulevard, which is actually an ALDOT project. Um, ALDOT actually told me they weren't even going to hire a communication specialist. They didn't need to. Everyone just blamed me. Um, <laughs> there you go. And, and, and thus far, it's really worked. But it's working well. It's, yes. Um, but that that is going to be a good project because that road was actually sinking. And if that road had sunk and created sinkholes, we'd be talking years and years and years of repair and additional costs. So. Uh, if people will be patient, and in the next five to six months, you're going to see a lot of these projects wrap up, and I think people will be very glad that we went through that pain because it's going to give us a lot of long-term success. That's great. Yeah, um, I think people know I'm a big fan of Walt. I'm, I'm, you know, you check my Twitter and see that. But uh, I, part of that is, you know, and he and I have talked about this before, being a tornado survivor and seeing how the city transformed. And I had, a, I have a guest in town all week from Austin, Texas. She's never been here, and I was taking her around and she finally got it and she would say, oh, oh, is that an after the tornado building? And I would say, yes, she kind of started to recognize that pattern. Um, and I think it's been just really great because Tuscaloosa could have have quickly imploded. You know, it could have mm-hmm. gone a different direction. And so while I'm a fan and I think great things are happening in this city, um, I'm sure you have some critics and this is your <laughs> chance to, to talk to them and tell them things you would like them to know. Oh, all right. Uh, <laughs> let's see How much what time do we have. Right. Right. You, you know, first of all. I think it, you should name them too, one by one. Oh, this well, I do. Name. You know, I, I can tell you people will begin to realize when I'm not going to run again because they'll start getting personal phone calls. Uh, but <laughs> but I, 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 you know, one of my leadership principles is never be scared to be in the arena. And mm-hmm. it comes from Teddy Roosevelt's speech. And if you want to be, you know, I don't ever want to be one of those cold and timid souls that neither knows victory or defeat. I like the idea of being out front, being bold, and saying these are the things we have to do. And if you look back at our history, even in this community, uh, Lake Tuscaloosa barely got built. In fact, Snow Hinton barely made the runoff. And if Snow Hinton would have made the runoff, the issue, the election issue at the time was should we build Lake Tuscaloosa? Well, today everyone is unanimous that was a good decision. Um, We're going to have to make some decisions today that certainly will have um, opposition. But we don't get hired to go get elected again. We get hired to lead. And that's as long as you will have me, that's what we will do. Not everything I do is right, but I certainly will learn from that and keep doing the best that I can for the people of Tuscaloosa. And use the football analogy, you're going to win a lot of games, but when you win those games, you're going to have some bad plays along the way. And you're going to have some difficult moments. It's no different in life. And so for me, I just know keep doing the right things and we will get to that goal line. I'm still hung up on him saying, politicians, we don't we don't run to get elected again. I have to go back and think about that for a while. You don't hear a politician say that very often. Um, what's next for the city? What are the next big things coming down the pipe that you know, we need to know about? Well, it's Elevate. I mean, Elevate Tuscaloosa, no, and again, no politician wants to pass a sales tax increase. Right. Um, but we did that, and we did that saying we're going to take those dollars and not put them in our general operations because we don't need them for what we do today, to be frank. Mm-hmm. But we do need them to get our airport to a level right. that we can get so much. we can get your jet fueled up and fired up and ready to go. I was a big supporter of Elevate Tuscaloosa for that reason <laughs> if nothing else. I was like, let's get that airport yeah, moving. We got to get Mark's jet. We got to get him That's a longer right. runway. Um, we, we, we need to have, you know, right. this year we've actually had universal pre-K in the city wow. of Tuscaloosa. Um, we're going to have summer learning academies where we, we can provide our students six more weeks of school, which, which um, especially for our students that are struggling. Uh, beginning uh, next year, 12th graders will be able to get six hours of dual enrollment scholarship credit. So if you're a senior at this, in Tuscaloosa City Schools, you get six hours at either Stillman, Shelton State, or, still, or University of Alabama. 
Um, that doesn't even include what we're going to do in terms of expanding the Riverwalk, uh, doubling the size of transit, uh, investing in workforce development, all these things that great communities have got to have. And I, I'll close with this in terms of Elevate. 68% of millennials and Generation Zers will choose their community before they choose their job. Right now, less than 10% of the graduates of the University of Alabama are staying within Tuscaloosa County. We have got to build a community that they want to stay in. If they came from Austin, we've got to provide them an Austin-like atmosphere. If they came from uh, Arlington, then we've got to provide them an Arlington-like atmosphere. And the reason why that's important is that the university has made a decision, okay, we're not going to go out and recruit 1,500 more students a year. So if we know we're going to be in this 38 to 40,000 range, then what we've got to do is start retaining those students to create the next bounce for the city of Tuscaloosa. Yeah. I wish, uh, you know, I'm old enough, I was here as an undergraduate in the late 70s and then the, uh, uh, well, mid to late 70s. I'm trying to make myself younger. Nah, I was here in the mid <laughs> you to You were a 14-year-old student. You look great today, Martin, was, by yeah, the way. Yeah, <laughs> you, were Doogie, you, were, you were Doogie Hauser before there was Doogie yeah, Hauser. absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and then I went away to, you know, Washington, New York, uh, Des Moines, Iowa, which we've talked about, other places, other states uh, for a long time. And... Um, to come back and see Tuscaloosa now compared to them and what is offered, like for university students, we didn't really deal too much with downtown in the 70s. I mean, we did some, but you know, there's so many things now for students, there's so many things for the residents of this city. The river is becoming a big deal, mm -hmm. you know. You would think it would have been them, but I don't recall it. There was no, no Manderson Landing. There no. weren't these other things. Well, that's that, where we dumped our sewage, and, frankly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So even so, when I was here in the, you know, early and mid-90s, we yeah. did not go down to the river. Yeah, yeah, I mean, a river town that nobody used the river. So I think that the, there's just things I see. And then all of the shopping now, all of the things that are going out, you know, in Midtown Village. I mean, I could we could name a bunch of things. Uh, and all of those things. And then, of course, the way that you led the city back after the tornado. You lost your home in the tornado. I mean, mm -hmm. a lot of people just were devastated. Uh, certainly, people killed the, uh, such a tough time. It could have gone a different way, you know, in terms of the recovery. And uh, I, I do credit uh, the mayor here with leading the city back. And uh, those of us who were here then, it's as you said, mentioned earlier, Meredith. I mean, it, it's a it's incredible the way the city has responded under your leadership. So I, I think that's really important, and I, I wish sometimes people could, who come to the city now, could have seen it, you know, uh, 30, 40 years ago compared to what it is now in terms of the things that are here for and make the quality of life of the city better. Well, I appreciate you saying that. And, and just a quick story: when we were building the Riverwalk and the amphitheater and the farmers market, there was opposition to that. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, and now today, so it's just part of the process, and you know we're gonna we're gonna get through because I believe the majority of people in our city know that we've got to elevate to be competitive in this new economy. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Well, let's talk a little football now. Yes. Let's, right. let's get back into this. So, you know, the mayor's got to uh, leave us a little early here, so let's uh, let's talk a little football. But I, I some of the games. Uh, the one, one of the ones I'm really looking forward to is this George Brown. I love this. The Big Ten, Michigan at uh, Wisconsin. Right. That's yeah. that's an Coming exciting up. one. Uh, the Khaki Lord and his whole milk versus uh, yeah. versus Bucky Badger. So I think his his milk. Uh, well, we'll talk about. Uh, we're gonna get a pick from the mayor here in a minute, but I, I think this is gonna be a really tough one for his goblet of milk. I, yeah, he, he we'll, may, we'll, we'll definitely talk. It about may it. spill all over his khakis for sure. Game, that whole milk he drinks. Michigan. I don't know if we talked about this. Michigan loves. An 11 a.m. noon, like noon game, or uh, a noon Eastern time, 11 a.m. Central game. They love it. I don't think they ever play in the evening. It's, I don't know. It's it's, it's fascinating. 
Yeah. What do so, you prefer? Evening. Yeah. Yeah. 2.30 or 6. No, I don't like afternoon games. I'm about evening. I I like the CBS (laughs) slot. Because when you leave the stadium later in the fall, it's dark. You get to go somebody to eat. You watch the Pac-12 after dark. So that's where I'm at. I say as a mayor, I like 11 a.m. because we have less overtime. Yeah, that's true. Oh, there you go. There we go. Uh, but <laughs> I was thinking of the heat and the. I was thinking of the heat and. Yeah, I was being selfish and yeah, thinking about that. how when I'm going to eat. And all that. Well, the only thing that the night games too are Food. some of them have not started till like eight o'clock. You know, the Ole Miss on three or four years ago oh. there was an eight p.m. That was wild. and they're late. I mean, it's late. That was too late. Here. Yeah, yeah. Football needs to get shorter in terms of time, but that's another story. I mean, Agreed. baseball too, but that's we can talk about that another time. Though yeah. we could dedicate whole shows to those mm-hmm. yeah. yeah maybe we need a running clock and targeting right. for me and i'd be fine right. yeah that yeah what other uh, games are y'all looking at well i i think let's get a couple picks from the mayor quick because i you're not good he won't be with us the entire show so let's uh, what who do you think in michigan wisconsin who, yeah. who you who you picking in that one mayor? well i feel i like josh gaddis he was a neighbor of mine in his brief stay here in tuscaloosa oh. and so i like josh a lot but as offense coordinator at michigan mm-hmm. Was Michigan watching them play Army a little bit? I think Wisconsin rolls Michigan. Yeah, that's that's a tough pick wow, against Michigan. Uh, okay. We've seen what, yeah. what they've done so far. All right, uh, I can't wait to the Vols uh, <laughs> go down to the. You know, these are two teams that uh, are not too dear to my heart. Uh, <laughs> is there the a way both can lose? <laughs> right, right. It's as, just uh, so much ugly orange again. This is like you know. As Adam says, that, that Florida team, that team from Alashua County, right? You know, yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, the lizards is what he calls them. The lizards, <laughs> yeah. So it's the Vols versus the lizards, and uh, you know, I wish they both could lose, but but one's going to win. So uh, you know, who you, who are you thinking? Well, I really cheered hard for Kentucky last week against Florida, and I hated to see them come up short. I think Tennessee's going to make this a game. I think they're going to fight a lot harder. But in the end, home field advantage, um, even though Florida will be playing with a second-string quarterback, who actually came in and did admirably against Kentucky. So I'll give Florida the edge, um, although if there was a way to tie, I wish it was. I wish they could. Yeah. yeah. We'll make our picks a little later in the show, but I think we're, we're – you know, I don't know, Andrew. You're kind of a law guy, so yeah, we'll see. You, you, we'll see. We'll <laughs> I, I think it's going to be a go. good effort. I do though. too. I don't think they're as bad as people believe. I just find it hard to believe that I they would be that bad. I I totally agree, and it's it's hard coming from my mouth because I've I've been a Tennessee supporter most of my life. So actually, all my life. So. I know. You yeah, can't I can't help it. I, been, I can't quit them. I wish I could. On this show it's for okay. years. So I mean, okay. y'all don't throw things at me, but even Alabama had its dark years. So everybody, yes. big can, time. you know, everybody can. Tennessee's fall. have just been a little extended. Yeah, a little longer. <laughs> we're, we're going into 15 years. The now. third Saturday in October is no longer terribly fun. You right. know, but the difference in Tennessee and Alabama having bad years is Tennessee's still stuck with that orange. So yeah. yeah. So what can I say? No. Oh, so cruel on this show. We just lost all of uh, Knoxville. That's right. Our, our big market in Knoxville there. Uh, uh, you know, Michigan State at Northwestern, kind of a tough pick, I think, today. Does, uh, does anyone score? I mean, uh, I think, great question. I mean, yeah. I, I, after watching um, Michigan State uh, in that Sun Devil game last week, by the way, Mike Leach is my favorite coach in America. Oh, yeah. If you haven't seen his breakdown of the mascots <laughs> of the Pac-12. Oh, but so good. Uh, but – I'm going to give it to Northwestern because I think Michigan State has huge offensive issues. And I think Northwestern being at home, uh, that will be a big game to them. I, I think momentum will play a role. I say Northwestern. Oh, there you go. go. All right. Uh, 
Andrew, I'm I'm surprised you don't go to every Vanderbilt. Home I game. know. You love I know. Vandy, and I think, uh, but LSU at Vanderbilt's pretty. Uh, seems like an easy pick, right? Uh-huh. I mean, no pressure, but this is an easy pick. <laughs> it is a Vandy, though. I mean, it you would. Can do what you want. You know, I could I could really set the world on fire by saying Vandy, but I think LSU comes in and takes care of business. And I think Vanderbilt, if I'm not mistaken, they've got some injury issues as well, which probably complicates things. What are your thoughts on the LSU hype this year? Not the hype, the, I guess the what they've shown. I think they're for real. I mean, obviously now they've got an offense. They've always had the, the skill positions on defense, but now they've got an offense to match. Um, I think we're probably looking at an epic battle in November here mm-hmm. in Tuscaloosa. Which is very exciting. It is exciting. Yeah. Of course, Alabama, I think, is, is not as – I think at this point, especially because the injuries on defense and mm-hmm. li- at the linebacker position, and you can look at our run stats and see. Right. Um, you know, I think Alabama's going to have to continue to develop to be ready. I'd put LSU a little bit ahead of Alabama right now. I don't think well, that's out of the question yeah, right now. Well, right now, this week, I, I would be way more worried than than I guess later in the season. But yeah, it it, it it's they're they're tough. Yeah, and, and and but I believe I'm you know I'm all in on the saving process is that he develops players and each no week I think you're going to see this team get better and better and better. No doubt. That was Walt's fearless pick for November. We'll we'll revisit that. There in you November. go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, well, before we – we're going to break here in just a minute, just a, less than a minute. But, Mayor, uh, this is really tough on California at Ole Miss, mm-hmm. I thought. I thought it's kind of a tough <laughs> I, one. I think it's a tough one. California beat Washington earlier in the year. But, um, you know, actually the defense coordinator they brought in, McIntyre, sent a really good job with their defense. Um, does Rich Rod get the Ole Miss? Does he wake up the echoes of the, of the Ole Miss offense? <laughs> right. I'm going to go Ole Miss. That's a homer SEC pick. All right, all right, good. Great good. pick, great yeah. pick. We yeah. will be back in the skybox – Uh, here in a few minutes with uh, Mayor Walt Maddox, and we will continue your picks. Uh, We will be back right after the break. Hey, I'm Paul Feinbaum, my favorite station in the world, 90.7, The Capstone. Welcome back to the Skybox on 90.7 The Capstone. It's a pleasure to have Mayor Walt Maddox in the studio with us today. Uh, we are continuing with some picks. Um, we are going to skip the Alabama Southern Miss pick. We usually skip that way till the end. Um, so we'll get your pick on at the end on that one. Uh, a, a tough game that we haven't discussed yet is Auburn at Texas A&M. What are your thoughts on that one? I think we're going to find out who's for real. Uh, my sense is, is that Auburn's lack of a real passing game is going to catch up with them. I think Texas A&M, even though they came up short against Clemson, I was actually impressed by the way they went into Death Valley and played. I think Texas A&M uh, spots two touchdowns on all. Wow, two uh, touchdowns. That, that's a. I'm not. Wow, that's not wow. a fearless pick, but that score is that's, a fearless. That's pick. A fearless I, pick. So, I think Auburn's offense is anemic, and I know that, that. And again, I'm not. I couldn't imagine being an 18 year old kid playing in the SEC, but they they've created this narrative on. Um, Bo Nix that I'm not mm-hmm. sure is fair. That pass he made at the end of the Oregon game, he's very fortunate he didn't get intercepted. A real yeah. DB would have intercepted an underthrown pass. Right, right, um, right. And I think I just think right now he's not ready. I think Texas A&M rolls in this game. All right, yeah. wow. Um, we have UCF at Pittsburgh. Um, that's, this also seems like a, a pretty tough pick. As we move along through the weeks, the picks get tougher, the games get better. What are your thoughts uh, on the Knights versus uh, – Pitt. I, I'm a big believer in momentum and, and how the players come into a game. Pitt had an opportunity last week at Penn State mm-hmm. and just didn't seize it. I think that still is a, a hangover effect. UCF is just wants to prove everyone wrong. So I go with the team with the chip on its shoulder and the momentum. That's UCF. Yeah, great pick. 
Washington at BYU. Um, you know, BYU surprised me by beating USC mm-hmm. last week, and, yeah. and even with USC's second-string quarterback. Um, I still think Washington is is the better team in this. So um, I don't have a strong feeling, but if I had to put money on this game, I don't know what the line would be just to pick the winner. I'd say Washington. All right, there we go. Moving through this, uh, I think this is a tough pick. Louisville at Florida State. Yeah, it kind of has that Florida Tennessee feeling. You wish kind of both of them would. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't agree more. Would lose. Now I will say though, I do like Louisville a lot better with their new coach Satterfield from mm-hmm. App State. Um, I like Louisville in this. I think Florida State has become a dumpster fire. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's tough mm-hmm. down there in Tallahassee. It is. And Absolutely. so, I, you know, again, I go with the team that has confidence and momentum, and I think that team is Louisville. Yeah. Here's one uh, I know is close to your heart, South Alabama at uh, UAB. We talked a little bit earlier about it, but uh, what, uh, who do you think is going to win and by what score and, and what are your thoughts on that game? My, my gut tells me, and I'm trying to take off my green and gold glasses here, is that UAB is probably a little bit better. Um, they, they certainly will have a home field advantage. Um, they've had two weeks to get ready for South. South had a devastating game against Memphis last week. I think they had circled that game on the calendar as a statement game, and it ultimately uh, didn't work out that well. So mm. I, I think UAB comes in. Also, it's my understanding uh, that South's quarterback is injured and may not play. I, you know, So we'll, we'll, that will be seen at game time. So I'll go UAB, but it's, they're going to get South Alabama's best effort today. Okay. All right. Next up, one of my favorite teams, Kentucky at Mississippi there State. There we go. We, we went with them last week, Meredith. Know, we so we heart, almost got that pick. Heartbroken, you guys. We, we came uh, heartbroken. You know, what Moorhead has done at Mississippi State to me has been impressive, uh, but to see that setback against Kansas State was a little concerning. Very I, concerning, right? And, and then to see the empty seats in the stand to me were even concerning um, in watching that game. That being said, Mississippi State's got a chip on its shoulder now. Mm-hmm. Kentucky had a devastating loss. They're going to be starting a new quarterback. Um, I like momentum, and I think Mississippi State will have more momentum going into that game. Next up, South Carolina at Missouri. Oh, I think Missouri is going to roll South Carolina. <laughs> I, think, I, think, I think South Carolina put all their chips on the table, and they did a fantastic job against Alabama last week. And, and I do like the direction of the South Carolina program, but I think Missouri is dangerous, even though they did open up with a loss to Wyoming to begin the year. They're a dangerous team, especially with Brian at quarterback. I, I like yeah. Missouri in this game. I think there is something to be said. You mentioned it in back-to-back picks. Kentucky and South Carolina coming off really tough games. The emotional, physical, I guess, drainage that comes from playing those big games is, is really makes it tough that next week, doesn't it? it? It does. And even as a player at a small school, you still felt those impacts. And coaches right. can tell you all day long, the last game doesn't impact the next game, but it does. Right. Physically and mentally. Physically and mentally. Yep. And so I, I, if teams of equal talent, I go with those mental factors, and I think they're on. I think Missouri is on the right side of that. There you go. Right, this might be the toughest pick on the board <laughs> next. You know, West Virginia at Kansas, and uh, Les Miles and uh, Kansas. Got them a good one last week. Aren't huh? they undefeated right now? Uh, no, they uh, lost. Uh, to oh Coastal. yeah, they lost. Yeah, they, they did, lost yeah, to Coastal. Right, so they've they got did. a bad yeah. loss. All right, they did. Okay. You know, when I saw that score last week, I thought I saw it wrong. <laughs> right. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. I mean, I was yeah. like, yeah. Oh, what? What was that score? Um, yeah, so right. my, um, I like the fighting less miles <laughs> in this one. I've played at Lawrence, Kansas. I have seen the waving of the wheat. So I, I, I know what it's like. Uh, and I think they're going to wave a lot of wheat. I think West Virginia is um, – I watched a little bit of their game against Missouri a couple weeks ago, and it looked like they got strung out. 
I know they had a big win last week. I'm going to go with the Fighting uh, Les Miles just out of, you know, sentimental favor. All right. Yeah, it's great. Next up, Oregon at Stanford. Um, Stanford, I don't know if their quarterback's going to be able to return, and I think that's probably a big yeah. a big question. Um, I think Oregon has a really good team, and, and you know, Coach Cristobal, who was here, I, I like. So I'll go with yeah, Oregon. Great coach. Yeah. yeah should, normally that would be a huge game, but Stanford's just mm. not, not the same Seems like they've had a lot of early injuries this year, or yeah, maybe they it's have. just me. And if you saw uh, Leach's pre- Coach Leach's press conference this week, I mean, it's a tree. It's not going to yeah. stand long. Right, <laughs> they're going to get chopped down. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's right. so many good tree right. jokes out there, <laughs> yeah. you know. Oh, the Pirate. We love the, we love the Pirate. I'd love to see him get in the college football playoff. We talked about that. That would be Can a lot of fun. Can you imagine him oh, yeah. in, the, in oh. the playoff? I mean, He's a guy you just want to go drink a beer with. Oh, yeah. He would be so much fun. No doubt. All right, this one's for my friend who's here this week. Oklahoma State at Texas. She's been walking around Bryant Denny saying hook them, so it's disturbing. There we go. But. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I think Oklahoma State's going to come to play, but I think Herman has got Texas in the right direction, so I'll go with this obvious pick and say Texas, but I wouldn't be surprised to see uh, Okie State put up a pretty good fight. Yeah. Uh, Notre Dame at Georgia. This one will be fun. Yeah. Um, I don't know the latest line on this game, but I'm going to I'm going to contradict a lot of uh, SEC country. I, I think Georgia will win, but I think Notre Dame is a really decent, really good, not decent, really good football team. And last year when they got blown out by Clemson in the college playoffs, I mean, I think all of us thought, ah, Notre Dame. But then we saw what happened to Alabama the next week. Yep. Yeah. Right. Right. I, I think Notre Dame is going to come to play. That you when you tell good football players all week, you're going to get thumped. They are going to be focused. They're going to be motivated. But in the end, I think Georgia will win because I think Georgia just has better personnel um, and being at home. But don't be surprised if Notre Dame doesn't make this closer than what the experts believe. Okay. Colorado uh, at Arizona State, Pac-12 at night. That's right. Boy, Colorado just blew an opportunity. They, they beat Nebraska, and then they roll in and have um, Air Force, and Air Force snuck by them in overtime. I like Arizona State. You know, you play to win the game. And so, you know, Herman Edwards has taught us all that. He's done, he's done well this year. They, they're, they're rolling. Yeah, Arizona they, State's rolling. And yeah. you've got to hand it. They went in uh, last week at, at Michigan State, and really, you know, they didn't yeah. let the crowd at East Lansing bother them at all. Right. right? That's so true. Yeah. I, I say you play to win the game, and in this case, you play those signals. <laughs> and as Coach Leach says, you got to, if they have mystical powers, you can't count <laughs> them out. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Absolutely. Um, all right, let's talk, uh, let's talk Alabama Southern Miss. I, I think we all probably know your pick. We think Alabama's probably going to win. What, what about a score prediction? Um, I see this 45, 52 to 17. Yeah. Um, Southern Miss ha- will have enough weapons. They have a, I can't remember the name, but have a wide receiver. I think is probably going to get some NFL looks, and they'll probably be able to do some things at some points to create confusion. Um, but my sense is that Alabama is going to roll. We've got to get, we've got to start finding that running game and finding that rhythm. No doubt. Um, and we also too, we've got two freshman linebackers, which in Coach Saban's defense have a lot of responsibility. They're going to keep getting better and better and better. So I see this as a good opportunity to get better. And I think 52 – I'll go 52-17. Yeah, talk about All that right. development okay. piece earlier. This is one of those games where you can really cut your teeth as a as a freshman and, and really get a lot of reps against, uh, uh, against good competition that's not LSU. Yes, and, right? and, and I don't want – I mean, as I, I listen to some of the social media chatter about the Alabama-South Carolina game, number one is that people don't realize how hard it is to go on the road. No and, and they don't understand right. every opponent you play is giving them your best game. 
And what I liked about that game, Alabama got punched in the mouth and then kept coming back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. and frankly, the game really was never in doubt. But there could have been moments where Alabama could have faded a little bit and they stayed strong. And so I like that. I think this team is developing really well. And if you know, if if a little luck, no in, more injuries, I think right. Alabama and LSU may be headed for that. Might be a showdown, huh? Ah, <laughs> that's going to be fun. But right. you know, but yeah. Coach Saban would be right. cussing us right now if he heard us. He would. He would. We're talking rat poison right now. Oh, we right. are. Right. No, yeah. no doubt. But yeah, yeah it may be uh, like a 2011 Alabama uh, LSU game. Here, remember that when, uh, or, or yeah, 2011, yeah, when LSU won at six to three or nine, nine six, six. Mm-hmm. nine six. I think I blocked that. And that was a late <laughs> night game. I remember it walking was, out of that yeah. stadium like, oh wow. And, and you know, I think this could be the reverse. I mean, we're way ahead. I know we're being very premature here, but we're this may be a case where it's 45-40. Mm-hmm. Yeah, different. Which, than not, not in, in 2011, if you said offensive. in 2019, that's what we're looking at, you probably like you're crazy. <laughs> Nick Saban's still yeah. the coach at Alabama. Yeah. Yes, but the so. hype may be the same. You know, that was like the game of the century. They were both the obviously the best two teams mm-hmm. in the country. As a, and later they ended up meeting again. But uh, you're right. This one's different though because the defenses. You know, the, they both have great offenses, and uh, so it'll be. It could be a high score. Well, my neighbor is a huge Georgia fan, and this morning we were talking about us walking our kids to the bus stop about, you know, this being the great times for Alabama fans, and I hope we all enjoy it. We're we're in an amazing period of Alabama football. It is unbelievable. You know, it's uh, it's unbelievable, and the winning just continues, and uh, it's been great for the. That's great for the university. It's great for Tuscaloosa. Oh. Let's just hope it. Sabonomics, man. That's Sabonomics. Right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> let's just keep it. Let's hope it just keeps rolling on and on. Uh, well, good. Well, Mayor, it's been uh, a pleasure to have you with us today. Uh, thanks for you know. We'll check your picks. We'll talk about you on the show next week as to how you did. You'll probably do better than us. Most people do, <laughs> uh, but you do know your football and. Uh, uh, you know, but it's been a pleasure to talk to you about Tuscaloosa and uh, all the all the good things going on here. So thanks for joining us. Again. Always, always a pleasure to have you and come back. This will be the best hour of my day. So thank you. For having <laughs> That's great. Thank you. Thanks so thank much, you. Mayor. And uh, we're going to let the mayor go. We're going to take a short break, and we'll be back in the skybox on ninety point seven, the Capstone. This is Mayor Walt Maddox, and you're listening to Skybox on 90.7 FM with Mark, Andrew, and Meredith. You're back in the Skybox on 90.7 The Capstone. It was a pleasure to have uh, Mayor Maddox with us uh, in the first, uh, what, two, three segments of this show. And uh, we'll compare our picks uh, to his as we go through this. But uh, Meredith and Andrew, we got to make a few picks of our own now. Let's go. Yeah. Uh, we're starting out with Michigan at Wisconsin. Y'all, where there is cheese is where I am. So uh, I'm going with Wisconsin. <laughs> yeah. I love that pick, Meredith, and I love your reasoning there. <laughs> Thank um, you. I think Wisconsin is... Uh, a slightly better team, um, and you know, it, it. I think Michigan actually uh, they lose they lose this one for sure. Yeah, I think Wisconsin. Wisconsin's playing very well right they now. Are. Michigan's not playing that well right now. They've been winning, but they're not looking that good. Wisconsin looks really good. This is at Camp Randall, which is a tough place to play anyway. And so I think uh, I think Wisconsin not a blowout, but I don't think it's going to be close in the end. Next up, we got Tennessee at Florida. We all wish they could all lose, but. Yep. Since they can't, I'm going with Florida. 
Um, what about you, Mark? Yeah, I'm going Florida too. I think they're the uh, they're clearly a better team. I still don't think they're a great team. Uh, Meredith, we should have won our pick, our fearless pick, Kentucky last week. Yeah, I'm Florida very lucked distraught. out, but uh, they did win it. So, uh, but yeah, I think they'll win this one. I also think Florida's going to win. Tennessee's not as bad as people think, or as you know, as yeah. as much as they've been razzed on social media. But they're definitely not going to win this game. So Florida's going to going to take the victory. All right. Michigan State at Northwestern. I'm going Michigan State. I'm actually going Northwestern at home. Uh, really? I, I, yeah, I, I, think pa- I think Pat Fitzgerald has his team ready to rock and roll. And um, just them, what, what the mayor said about, you know, being at home and the home team and how tough it is to play on the road. Uh, Michigan State hasn't shown me anything this year to make me choose anything different. So. Yeah, the mayor's pick surprised me too. So you guys just yeah. Well, I'm I'm going Michigan State on this. I'm I uh, you know they did look terrible. I think last week not terrible, but you know they lost a game um, that uh, they were expected to win. So, um, but I, I I think they'll I think they they're slightly better than Northwestern. So, we'll see. LSU at Vanderbilt. I uh, again a little bit nervous about us playing LSU in November. So I'm sure is <laughs> I'm sure is hey going with LSU for this one. They're gonna roll all over Vanderbilt. Yeah, I think so too. This is not going to be close. They're going to blast Vanderbilt out of their own state. Like a basketball score. Yeah, Vanderbilt starts 0 and 3, and uh, yeah, they they definitely go down LSU. All right, California and Ole Miss. This one was difficult for me. Um, I I don't know why. I've not liked Ole Miss all season, and I did end up going with California. Mark, what about you? Well, you know, the mayor, I think, went with Ole Miss. I'm going with Ole Miss, too. I believe uh, they're at home. That meant, That's why I'm picking them mainly. But, uh, you know, I think it's uh, SEC versus Pac-12. Ole Miss is not doing great in the SEC right now. But uh, I, d- I think they got enough to pull this one out. Andrew? Yeah, let me – I'm going with Ole Miss. They're at home. <laughs> I, I don't Andrew's trust them. Andrew's fly by the seat I, of his pants picks I, freak me yeah, out. I know. They really I'm, I'm sorry. I struggled. I struggled. Yeah, you literally I'm, just chose that. Yeah, you right did. I mean, you I'm, know, I'm going with Ole Miss. I did not have them pre-chosen. I'm going with the Rebels. Yeah. All right. We're coming back to the Alabama game. So next up is I am most looking forward to this game, Auburn at Texas A&M. Mark, who you got? You know, it was interesting the mayor saying this is going to be kind of a blowout. He didn't say blowout, but he said, you know, he said yeah. two touchdowns, right? A A&M. Yeah. That was surprising. It's, well, it's like you said, Andrew, the, the the pick is not that fearless, but the, the score, score is, is fearless. very fearless. Mm-hmm. I believe A&M is going to win this too. I'm going with A&M. I wouldn't say by two touchdowns, but I think uh, the mayor may be right. I hope he's right. I'm also going with A&M for sure. Yeah, I am too. I see our colleague George Brown has got Auburn on the board. Uh, yep. You know, that's interesting. We, we need well, George's uh, recap email. Well, George, I, I got, like to see his reasoning. I know yeah. George is listening. George, uh, I think you bought into that Bo Nix hype, huh? No, I don't. I bet I bet George is not really bought into that hype. But uh, Bo Nix is a good quarterback. But as the mayor was saying, uh, that last pass he threw to win the to win against yeah. Oregon, uh, it really should have been intercepted. The mayor's right. Although that was the national narrative, and George is not down here in Alabama, so who knows what you know? He, I can see buying into that hype. Um, next up, USC at Pittsburgh. Uh, excuse me, not <laughs> that's wrong. UCF at Pittsburgh. I am going with UCF all the way. So am I. I think it's not going to be close. UCF's got a good football team. I think it's I think it's time that we re- uh, recognize that UCF can play and they have continued to be being able to play over the past few years and they're going to they're going to beat Pitt for sure. Yep. What they did to Stanford last week was yeah. serious. Yeah. Serious. That was yeah. serious. That was a yeah. serious beat down. Absolutely. That hurt. Yep. Um all right, where are we? Washington at BYU? I got Washington, you guys. 
BYU's giving me headaches. Yeah. BYU, all yeah, the way around. Yeah. <laughs> past two weeks, BYU's played Tennessee and USC, and they've won in overtime. I don't think they get um, as lucky this week. I think Washington beats them. I think Washington beats them too. And, you know, I think, it, I think it's going to be pretty close, but I think Washington Huskies get it. They really do. Uh, Louisville at Florida State. Uh, this is kind of a tough pick, I think. I'm going with Florida State, and I know that's crazy. That that seems like crazy talk. Um, and even though they are not trending, they're not. They don't have momentum, but they definitely have better football players in Louisville. And I'm going with uh, with the uh, Jimmys and Joes over the X's and O's. Yeah, I'm hitting Florida State too. I'm trying to remember uh, who the mayor picked. Didn't he pick Florida he State? Picked, he picked Louisville. He, he picked Louisville. Louisville. That's what it was. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah. Uh, that, yeah. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm sticking with Florida State. I, I FSU just. I feel like they're going to be able to do this one. I'm going to pick Florida State, but I'm not confident about it. I mean, the mayor called uh, the Florida State situation a dumpster fire. I think that's exactly <laughs> that's right. right. Uh, it's not a, it's, that's, that is a fair statement. It's for a fair statement. On. I think it's going to be hard for Florida State to come back from this for a long time. I don't think we're going to see a really good Florida State team for a while now. Uh, but it's at home, uh, you know, and, uh, you know, Louisville's not a top-tier team, and I think Florida State can win it. Yeah. South Alabama, UAB. I got to take my Blazers. You know, I'm a Birmingham gal, so. I'm yeah, I'm, I'm taking the Blazers as well. The mayor said they're more talented, and I uh, I believe them. I believe them, too. I'm UAB all the way and definitely, definitely uh, a fan of UAB at this point. Yep. Oh, my goodness, you guys. Kentucky at Mississippi State. Don't even get me started. So, on the big board, <laughs> it's a tough pick. I have I've picked Mississippi State, and I'm standing by that. And I've never used an emoji, but I, I put a... a like crying face right next to it because you know I love Kentucky and they did so well. I mean, they, right. they were ahead and tied the whole game until the end last week and I just, it breaks my heart, but I'm, I'm trying to get back some things I've lost. So I'm going All to right. Mississippi State because I have last right I now. I think it's time we, we give credit where credit's due and Kentucky is a good football team and they've shown yeah. us week in and week out for two seasons now that they can play with anybody and they're going to go in and beat Mississippi State. I don't right. have any faith in Mississippi State this year. I'm with you, Andrew. I'm picking Kentucky. I'm just going to stay with them all year. I'm, <laughs> you know, I agree. I think they got a really good football team. That one last week just got away from them at the end. They outplayed Florida that entire game. I mean, sure, they were they're, a better they're, team. There's no than reason Florida. for them to lose that game. Like as and, good as they are, you know, I, I do but, remember. I'm sorry, Mark. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say it. I think the problem in that game with Florida. I mean, they broke that jinx, that 31 game mm-hmm. losing streak. They broke it last year, but I think it's still in their head, you know. And I think that's why they lost that game. Uh, I don't think they have quite the same uh, baggage in terms of Mississippi State. I think they go in there and win. As good as they are, and you know I love them. Uh, I think the tipping tipping point. This is a joke coming for me. Was the cowbell? I oh. just there's a cow <laughs> tipping joke there. I just um, <laughs> thought coming in there and Mississippi State being at home and having that home advantage. I just felt like that that was going to be the the last straw for Kentucky. Um, all right, up next, South Carolina at Missouri. Um, I've got Missouri, like the mayor. I'll gosh, that's another tough one. I'm going with Missouri as well. Um, definitely because South Carolina coming off a, 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 a tough emotional game last week against Alabama, I'm going with Missouri. Mm-hmm. I'm going with Missouri too, and I I think uh, yeah, you know the the mayor's right. You know that that South Carolina game was a game for Bama on the road. South Carolina can play a good ball game in their own stadium, but uh, Missouri does have a good team. They started off uh, bad, but they've come back since then, and I think they uh, they'll win this thing. I think Missouri's overall a good program right now. Uh, West Virginia at Kansas. This is a tough pick. This is a tough pick. I regretfully picked Kansas. Ooh. 
Yeah. I didn't see that coming. Yeah, I'm picking Kansas. They're at home. I think they're going to have a, the bigger home crowd, biggest home crowd they've had in a long time after the uh, the win last week. So I, I, I think Kansas wins. I'm going with scra- scrappy West Virginia, and I'm not going against Nick Saban's home state. So there you yeah. go. <laughs> well, I'm not, you know, I would like to see Kansas, though, win. It's just because of that program has been down so long, and I want Les Miles to, you know, it's great to have him back in college football. Uh if he wins this game, no telling what he'll say after the game. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that. But I'm go, I'm picking West Virginia, though. I think they're these are two not great teams whatsoever. And uh, but I think West Virginia will win this one. We'll see. The ducks and the trees. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm going with Oregon. I'm still disappointed. The, that first game was it. The first game they let me down. I can't yeah, remember. Auburn. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah. But I think won. they'll do it this time, Oregon. Yeah. Um, Let's see. I am going with Oregon. I, I just I think they're a better football team. They're talented and more talented across the board. I agree. And so I'm going with with, uh, with the Ducks. I'm going with the Ducks. I don't think it'd be close. I think uh, I think Oregon blows them out of their own the, their own tree stadium. Uh, Oklahoma State at Texas. Who you got? I'm going with Texas. I think they're they're at home. They're a better football team. Um, and so I I think this is an easy one. I'm going with Oklahoma State. I do not think this is an easy one. I think it'll be closer. I think it'll be a very close game. Um, And I know they're at Texas, and I know that's going to give them some grief, but uh, this is my upset of the week. I really do feel like they're going to squeak it out barely, just barely. And I just upset my friend from Texas. (laughs) Well, I'm going with the burn orange. I'm going with the, which is a better orange. I'm going with, uh, (laughs) I like that orange better. I'm going with Texas uh, at home, mainly. Uh, That's why I'm going with them, and um, we'll see. No, uh, this is a this is going to be a marquee game. Notre Dame and Georgia. Oh, yeah. I, I'm going with the Bulldogs. They're at home. They are. They're... So Andrew, you're picking the Bulldogs. Huh? Yes, I'm, I'm. I'm picking Georgia. They're more talented. They're. Uh, they're definitely the team that's going to win. All right. Yeah, I'm going with Georgia too. I'm riding all season. I'm going to stick with Georgia. I can't imagine deviating unless something drastic happens. Okay. All right. I'm going with the Bulldogs as well. We'll see how that works. Uh, so look, let's uh, I tell you what. Let's take uh, let's take a short break here, and let's come back and finish our. Uh, we got like another game to talk about, and then we'll talk about Alabama. You're uh, listening to Skybox on 90.7 The Capstone. Hey, I'm Paul Feinbaum. My favorite station in the world, 90.7 The Capstone. on 90.7 The Capstone. Uh, we got one more game to chat about and then we'll get on to the Bama game uh, host Southern Miss out at Bryant-Denny Stadium 2.30 today. Um, but first, one more uh, around the nation. We've got Colorado at Arizona State. I have Arizona State all the way. Mark, what about you? Yeah, I'm going to Arizona State. Uh, you know, that's what the mayor brought up. You know, you play the game to win. <laughs> Herm Edwards and uh, uh, you know, Arizona State's got a pretty good football team. They went into East Lansing, Michigan, and uh, beat Michigan State. So, hey, you got to go with them at home, you know, I think, at this game. Colorado, though, is a pretty good team in a Pac-12. Yeah, I'm going with, uh, with Herman and his bunch, Pac-12 after dark. I think Arizona State, they're at home, they're going to win. I'll probably be watching that game. I like Pac-12 after dark. It's games. fun, isn't it? Yeah. You think that the day's over, and it is not. It no, goes till 1.30 a.m. It's so good. All, all day, all night, just keep it rolling. You know, there need to be games starting about 3 a.m. too, I think. I'm People not sure. People would watch. Just keep It'd them rolling all night long. It'd still be up from the night before, long. for sure. Yeah, so. yeah. 
Okay, and then we got, uh, so we got Bama out, uh, you know, out at Bryant Denny today with uh, hosting Southern Miss. We're all tied, you guys. These game day atmospheres, I just love them so much, and they get better as the season progresses. I think because the temperatures are slightly starting to drop, just barely, you can feel it coming, Just a little maybe. bit. <laughs> just yeah. maybe. I see November in the very, you know, it's, it's, out, there, it's out there in the distance somewhere. Um yeah, I don't think it's any. See, I figure. I mean, I'm definitely going with Bama. I can't imagine anyone doing anything other. But uh, the score is going to be interesting. I think um, uh, interesting in what kind of blowout it is. <laughs> yep, <laughs> Just yep. from our perspective, I know Mayor Maddox mentioned the two freshmen we've got, and he's right about Saban being able to, imp- you know, really improve players over time. Um, so I'm eager to see what today brings. Yeah, I don't know. It should be good. I I think uh, I don't think there's any question about who's going to win this game. I think Bama's going to win it easily. Uh, but you know, it's uh, it's a question of I'm sure Coach Saban how they're going to improve, how well they're going to play. Uh, hopefully, they'll get out of the game without any injuries, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think we all know the game um, is not in doubt in terms of the outcome between these two teams. I think the mayor picked 52 to, what was it, 52 to 17 or something? He said uh, 45 or 52 to 17. Yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah. And I think that's about right. I think I picked uh, on the big board, I think I said 48 to uh, uh, 14. 14. Mm-hmm. So something in that neighborhood. Yeah. You know? I'm going 42 to 7, all touchdowns. Uh-huh. Nothing but touchdowns. So no, no field goals. You have a thing about touchdowns. I do. I like touchdowns. <laughs> um, we talked about this earlier, um, or if we didn't, we did definitely off air. Uh, this will be a great game for that defense to get some reps, for them to really develop against uh, uh, against um, you know a, a football opponent that is not in the SEC but but they can play, mm-hmm. and so Southern Miss um, has had some a lot of success in years past. And um, Mark, you can probably speak to this. I think back in the day, Alabama didn't want to play Southern Miss. No, because, they were tough because they're really really tough, and so it's interesting to see how that has shifted. But yeah, they used um, to have such a strong yeah. defense. They'd come in here in the game, you know, you like it just be boring. Alabama might have the better team, but it'd end up seventeen to ten or seventeen to fourteen or twenty one to seventeen. I mean, it was just it was uh, usually a tough tough game. It was brutal, but that's not the Southern Miss is not that same team anymore. Really. Um, yeah. Unlike Andrew, I'm going. Bama 45-3. I believe in the field goals, Andrew. So. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah. There we go. There. One you know, field goal. My friend from Texas, um, who's a big UT fan, asked me, and I want to know how you guys might answer this. She said, is Alabama good this year? It, good on question. the face of it, it was a very – well, Alabama's I mean, always good. What are you right, talking about? Right. You know, like, that was my gut response. And then I thought about it. I'm like, you know, that's actually a, a solid question because yeah. of our – freshmen and some unknowns and it's early in the season you know I mean we're always good in yeah. at least recent history right but right. I thought that was an interesting thing I had to actually stop and think about it for a little while to try to explain to her she's not as huge of a football fan um just to try to explain well that's relative to mm-hmm. a lot of things yeah I think that's what I was saying when you mentioned that, I thought is Alabama good and I think when I think about that is yeah it's obviously good but it, it's but in relation to other years are they good like you know how do they stack up and Right now, I'm worried about the defense a little bit. You know, mm-hmm. the, yeah. the all the injuries sure. that Bama had anyway, even before the season started, and then some since then. And so, uh, and also, we're in now in the days of offensive college football. I mean, the days mm-hmm. are gone when you hold every good teams to three points or ten points, or you know, it's really difficult. Uh, with the everything's geared toward the offense now, including the rules. You know where linemen can go down. You know the three yards now, as opposed to one yard, and you know you don't know if it's a pass or a run at that point. And so it's it's 
uh, and all the fast-paced, no-huddle offenses, all those things. So is Alabama good? You know, uh, the question is, are they good compared to Clemson? Are they good yeah. compared to uh, Ohio State? Are they good compared to Georgia? Because uh, they're good. They're very good uh, compared to anybody else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, know? absolutely. Um, so what what is one thing, Mark, that you're looking for in, in this game uh, against Southern Miss? Like the, the one thing that you're most excited about or from this team that you want to see? Well, just I think offensively, just to see them clicking, you know. I think the defense, I don't think the defense is going to be tested that much, so I don't know that this is a a test to see how good the defense is, you know. Mm -hmm. Although, I know Southern Miss does have a good offense. I think Coach Saban said something about it in one of the news conferences this week. Uh, They can throw the ball around. They can score, I think. um, But I don't look at it as a huge test of the defense. I do, uh, but I just like to see the – offensive improvement this is an extraordinary offense I mean it really is and so you know is it going to be efficient Andrew you said all touchdowns are they going to you know when Tua and Judy and the first team are in there are they going to score touchdowns every time are they going to get stopped uh, for field goals how are they going to do in the red zone I'm kind of watching for that yeah I think they have you know the mental integrity play for four you know they, they don't ever really stop but I do and maybe I'm projecting I want to see more confidence, you know what I mean? Or maybe it's my own confidence that I'm projecting. Like, I don't have the confidence in them. I just don't – I've seen – in past Alabama teams, I've seen more just sort of overt confidence. You can just see it when they – when they every play, every snap, you see it. Um, and I haven't – I haven't gotten there yet this year with this team, really. Um, and back to what you are saying about defenses, uh, do defenses still win national championships? You know, that's one of yeah. those – I don't know about that anymore. We used to say that all the time around here. Defenses win national championships. Yes, yes, but also an offense that can score 40 points. So, you know, you got to have both. So you looked at the Clemson team last year. um, That defense was absolutely nasty. Their their front four were as as good as college football has ever seen. And, um, you know, they had an offense to back it up. So I I would say yes, but with the caveat that you can't score 14 points and and win a championship anymore. You've you've got to put points on the board and – um, Lincoln Riley and you know Chip Kelly back when he was at Oregon and guys like that are, are revolutionizing the the spread offense and what um, you know what college coaches can do and so I think that's that that that's the era we're in and that that's where we're heading. So Mark, you going yeah. to the game today? No, I'm gonna sit it out today. I've got a couple things going, so I am gonna sit this one out. I will be at Ole Miss next week, but uh, I'm not gonna make it. How about you? No, I'm going to walk around campus for a while, and, you know, I don't know. Sometimes I get those last-minute tickets and go. It depends on yeah, well, well, to see how much the heat cranks up today, you know. That's right, <laughs> we'll yeah. See. yeah. Um, uh, Andrew, you are not dressed for Bama games. No, today. I am. About? <laughs> I, as soon as we're done, I'm, I'm hopping on the private jet, and I'm headed to Gainesville, Florida for the Tennessee-Florida game. So There you go. Uh, very excited that- to see that game. Uh, one of my best friends works at Florida, and um, she texted me uh, earlier in the week. and was like, hey, you're not picking uh, – you're not picking uh, Tennessee this week, are you? And I said, no, I'm picking Florida. She said, good, because you're not a dummy. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, so that, that that's that's where we're at. But um, So uh, another yeah. great week in the Skybox. We had Mayor Walt Maddox. Really it's always exciting to get him in here. Yeah, um, it's really good to have him in yeah, his picks. Great. And he, he does know his football. He does. I mean, he, he knows a lot of things, but right. he certainly knows his he's football. He's the only one of us who's played, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he's he's got it going. I mean, you know, I don't know. His insight, like on that Texas A&M thing, that's really interesting. He had a, yeah, like I said, that was a fearless score. Uh, maybe not a, a fearless pick. So we'll definitely see how that shakes out. We'll see how our scores shake out uh, as, as we move throughout this 
uh, week four or five? What, week four? four. Oh, week, week four. Week four, Mary? Yep. That was yep. over there? That's it. Week four of college football. So, um, exciting. Yeah. I'm going to get better. Absolutely. So it's been a pleasure being in the Skybox. Thank you all for listening. Uh, thank you, Mayor Walt Maddox, for coming in and talking to us. Uh, you are in the Skybox on 90.7 The Cap Zone. We'll see you next week. Roll Tide. Roll Tide. Roll Tide.